What's up, everyone? Olivia here. Welcome back to Sweaty Speaks, a podcast for anyone and everyone covering topics from post-grad to being a small business owner to building a brand and everything along the way. During episode number two, we're going to talk about finding balance, especially when working from home and some things that I have found to be helpful in the past few months. All right. I just want to start off by saying thank you to everybody who tuned in to episode number one. I really appreciate the support. And I also want to say when I talk about finding balance, I'm just saying I've never achieved balance, nor will I probably ever achieve balance but that's okay. I do think that there are things you can do every day to help feel a little bit more balanced than the day, week, or the month before. So let's do this. First topic is self-care and don't come for me. I know everyone's like "Mm, self-care, skincare, like okay yes but there's way more to self-care than just washing your face in the morning. So when I say self-care, I talk about having a morning routine. So waking up at a reasonable hour, washing your face, or if you like to take a shower, making your bed, getting dressed, eating breakfast, and those kinds of things just set you up for success. I know it sounds so like cliche, I guess is the word. When I say make your bed, guys, this is huge. I cannot tell you how much better I feel knowing that my bed is made throughout the day. And you're probably like, Olivia, what? But like when you go up into your room at night and you're like, oh my God, my bed is made. Your room could be a disaster, but your bed is made. Also, it leaves you feeling accomplished. Like that's the first thing that you've accomplished of the day. You can cross that off the list. And then when I say getting dressed, I know like obviously that's changed given the world we live in but that means putting on comfy clothes whatever but don't start doing your work when you're still in your pajamas and then fast forward like a few hours it's 2 p.m and you haven't even brushed your teeth or changed your clothes you're still in your pajamas and you're like "Mm, well screw it like what's the point of changing and my way of getting dressed is throwing on a pair of leggings and a sweatshirt and calling it a day i also do try and wear clothes that i can easily just go work out in so then i don't make the excuse like oh i don't want to change no like just just set your yourself up for some success. Also, another important thing is eating breakfast. And this is so, so, so important. And I honestly didn't realize it until I was in my 20s. So I've never been a breakfast person. You can ask my mom. To this day, I probably went to school most mornings without breakfast because the thought of it literally made me nauseous. Especially in recent months, I've noticed how much better I feel throughout the day when I've eaten breakfast. I keep it super simple, like eggs are my go-to. But it also prevents me from snacking throughout the day, which is one of my biggest toxic traits. And also self-care means sleep. It's so important to make sure you're getting enough sleep each night. And I know everybody's sleep schedules are so wacky because of quarantine and everything going on. But that being said, you know, set a goal to be in bed by a certain time. But like, if you're not like, don't worry about it. It's not like the end of the world. And for me, like I say, oh, I'm going to be in bed by 10, 11. Listen, that doesn't always happen. There are nights where I knock out at 1030, but then there's nights where I'm up till 2 a.m. and I'm like, what am I doing? I'm literally staring at my ceiling because I can't fall asleep. And that's just, that's normal. We're human. Those things happen. You can't beat yourself up about it. Also, this is kind of a building off of that, but self-care also means taking care of the space that you live in. And when I say that, get a good vibe going in your bedroom or, you know, the room that you work in. Put up, put up some lights, like set the moon, you know. And this is a good example because my room up until a couple weeks ago was a place that I literally did not want to do more than just sleep in. I found myself spending late nights in the HQ, which is which was normal, but I also found myself sitting on the couch downstairs until like the last possible second before I needed to go to bed. And so I was thinking, you know, what can I do to, you know, I want to be in my room. I love my room. 
it's awesome, but I just don't like what I got going on. So for Christmas, I was lucky enough to get a new bed frame and a new mattress. Hashtag adulting. But it was seriously, it was the best gift. And I can say that it, it just motivated me to also do other things in my room, like clean out my closets. You guys, this is so embarrassing. I like always am like, oh, I'm going to clean out my closets. I literally give away like three things and I'm like, mm, I'm done. No, I got rid of 10 bags of clothes. 10 bags. 10 whole bags. I'm literally so embarrassed. And some things I had, I've had since like middle school and then other things still have the tags. Like Olivia, get a grip. But on the bright side, it all got donated to my local community center, which it's going to go to somebody that deserves it. And that's all you can do. Make your space somewhere that you want to be. Next topic, I'm going to go into like having a schedule and trying to find a schedule that works for you. And I say schedule in like such a loose term. Having a schedule is great, but you honestly probably won't be able to stick to it every day like you you just won't and that's the reality of life but if you can try and implement somewhat of a schedule you'll definitely find yourself like subconsciously following it without really even trying but I think that I've found that working from home can be a total struggle to stay focused and listen I'm somebody who suffers with severe ADD and I'm very open about it so working from home is a battle sometimes because you know I'll say oh I'm just gonna go upstairs and fill up my water or oh, I need to get my charger in my room. Okay, go get your charger in your room and sit on your bed for two hours scrolling through TikTok. No. So I think, again, it kind of goes back to cultivating your space into somewhere you want to be. So the space that you're setting up, the space that you're working in to be somewhere you can be productive and you, you can just be successful in is super important. And also, I guess, tailored more to small businesses is when you're your own boss. Yeah, you know what, you guys, that sounds great. On paper, I'm like, hell yeah, I get to be my own boss, make my own schedule. Mm, yeah, okay. It has its pros. Look, I have a lot of flexibility. My workspace is in my basement. I'm saving a ton of money on traveling, commuting, paying rent. I make my own schedule so I can, you know, do the things I want. It's not sunshine and rainbows, let me tell you. There's a lot of things that really stink about being your own boss. You know, you always say, oh, I'll just let myself do it later. I'll do it later. I am the CEO of, oh, I'll just do it later. Like, no, you won't. You'll sit on the couch later. You won't, you'll lay in your bed later, but you definitely are not gonna do that later. And then there's a constant feeling, I guess, that you need to be working or like plugged in. And it can be so hard to step away because then you, you're like, well, I'm, I'm here. I should be working. I should be doing it. You need to take time for yourself. And that also plays into self-care. And cons, you know, there's more cons to it. But like, if you get easily distracted when other people are around, like, especially when we were in the beginning of quarantine and family was around and like, no, like literally I would get nothing done. I would get so easily distracted, frustrated, etc. But I guess I'll share with you like kind of the schedule, and I say that with the biggest air quotes ever. I try to wake up around 7, 8, do my morning routine, which is like washing my face, brushing my teeth, making my bed, maybe cleaning up my room. I don't know. And then I kind of head downstairs. I make a large coffee, that Nespresso, make the investment. Have some breakfast, go downstairs or, you know, between 8.30 and 9 to the HQ. Plan my day using a checklist and a planner. This is something that's huge for me because another one of my toxic traits is that I never write anything down. I try and trust my brain, which honestly nobody should ever do. And then I make an emphasis to take time to go work out on the Peloton. And then after that, I take a shower, I make dinner, and then I either like hang in my room, do a little bit more work, but literally only if I feel like it, I'm not gonna force myself to. And then I try and get in bed around 10-ish. 
and either read or go to sleep. But like, you know, that's up. That's up for debate some nights. Also, take my schedule with a grain of salt because I even take my schedule with a grain of salt. It could change in the coming weeks, you know, based on what I have to get done. But you also need to allow yourself the flexibility to change your schedule. Because if we're not going to allow ourselves the flexibility, we're going to get so wrapped up following our schedule down to the minute that if you don't do XYZ at 1230, nope, I can't. Day's over, day's ruined. Like, no. Get out, get out of your head. You need to have the flexibility. Now, do you need to block out time to get the important things done? Absolutely. But like, if you need to do like a little task during the day, that's fine. But if it's not on your schedule, that's also fine. Schedules are meant to be something that you you do follow, but they're ever-changing. And I cannot emphasize enough the fact that you need to have a little bit more flexibility in your life so that you can allow yourself to lead a life that's not only productive, but also doesn't stress you out. Okay, next topic is meals and planning. What I can say is I love to cook. I really, really do. You can ask my roommates in college, um, even though I did almost burn down the house making sweet potatoes because I left them in the oven, but like we've come a long way. But what I can say about especially being that we're all home so much, try and make as many meals as you can at home. And I say that because not only will it A, save you money, but B, it also gives you like a little something to do, like a, a task that's not sitting on your phone or not watching TV. And you can obviously you have the flexibility again to make whatever you want. Also, invest in an air fryer, please. It's literally going to change your life. My mom was like, what the hell is an air fryer? And I was like, you just need to get one. So of course she got like the, you know, top of the line ninja one. I got mine for like 40 bucks at home goods. Love it, but whatever. She was like, Olivia, I can cook every single meal in this. I'm like, yeah, everything can literally go in the air fryer. Every single meal, every single thing you could imagine. It'll change your life. But also make time for meals. Fit them into your schedule, quote unquote. I say this because I am the biggest offender of this. I am the person that, you know, I either wake up and like, yeah, I'm going to eat breakfast, lunch, dinner. Yeah. So sometimes, some days I'm like, I eat breakfast and then I won't eat another thing until four o'clock because I'm like, oh, oops, I didn't realize. Like, no, you need to realize. Or I'm just snacking on everything during the day. Literally everything. Like I see something, I snack on it. And it's not just like, oh, I'll have a handful of pretzels. It's like, I'll eat the whole damn bag of pretzels. So set yourself up to make sure that you you have meals. And kind of building off of that, setting yourself up for success when it comes to meals. Plan your meals, but I say that to an extent. Just kind of have an idea of what you have available like in your fridge, in your pantry that you can use to make meals. I'm not saying like on Mondays, I can only eat fried rice from Trader Joe's and chicken. Like, no, I know I have it, and I can eat it whenever I want. But there's a few things that I would suggest always having, and that's definitely goes for breakfast. Like always have, I don't know, like whatever you like for breakfast. Like if you like eggs, yogurt, cereal, like just always know that you have that so you can start your day off right. Try out different meal delivery services. And I just got my first HelloFresh box because my friend's mom gave me like coupon for a free box. All I did was have to pay shipping. I'll try and figure it out if I can find that for everybody, but, and it's awesome. And they give you literally every ingredient you could need. They give you a whole card with the instructions on how to make it. And it's literally like foolproof. Like anybody could make it. You don't know how to need to know how to cook, but you can also add your own twist to them. Like I've been adding some more vegetables to some or, you know, switching it up with 
what I, you know, serve it up with, etc. But try them out. There's so many of them out there. There's HelloFresh, there's home chef but there's a lot out there that you guys should definitely try and normally the first box is like free or like you get like a deal or something i don't know and this one i guess you know pre-covid would have been like out of place a lot more emphasis on it but you can also do it during covid but you have to do it safely following all the rules and the mask wearing guidelines but try and go to the grocery store with a friend because i found that this makes it like less of a chore and more of like an outing and because look i love going to the grocery store i could spend hours in the grocery store but lately having the sweaty blonde and having a lot to do during the day sometimes going to the grocery store is legit the last thing i want to do but when i'm like hey i call my friend adrian i'm like hey you want to go to trader joe's And she's like, yeah, let's go on Monday morning. And I'm like, okay, I can handle that. Like an hour at Trader Joe's in the morning. Okay, Olivia, like don't be dramatic, just go. And then also shop smart. Before you go to the store, assess what you have and what you need because don't over shop and over buy and waste food. I hate wasting food. It's like one of my biggest pet peeves. So I try and I'm a big leftover girl. Like I make a lot one night and I'm like, okay, I can eat this over the course of a few days. But shopping smart also means like only really buying what you need. And I say that because I go into the grocery store and I buy all this shit and I'm like, I didn't really want that. It just looked good. And also shop at shop at different grocery stores for your different needs. So a place like Trader Joe's, I wouldn't necessarily go there and be like buying all their produce, but their frozen aisle is kick-ass. Like their fried rice, their cauliflower gnocchi, their mashed cauliflower, all of their veggie burgers, like everything in that frozen section is so good. And it's always great to have stuff like that on hand. But then I'd go to like a stop and shop or a Whole Foods for like produce and, you know, more perishable items. And that's fine. But just also make sure that you buy as much as you need wherever you go to prevent yourself from having to like run to the grocery store twice a week. And especially given the times we live in, we also want to limit our time in those places. And also it's just smart and saves you time in the end. I could geek out about this for days, but exercise. Um, Just to give you a little background, Um, obviously I was an athlete in high school, but after that, I, I literally didn't know how to work out. I was like, mm, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that. I just always relied on practices and games and, you know, all that kind of stuff to be my exercise. So obviously that was a little negative and didn't do anything good for me in college. But fast forward, exercising is probably one of my top 10 favorite things to do. Actually, top three. When I say exercise also, I mean seeking movement in every day. Don't beat yourself up about it every day though. Like there are days that you're not going to get to it and that is perfectly okay. But if you're, you know, you're going to have days where like you just don't feel up to it or your schedule doesn't allow it. Or I don't know, like you have to go to the doctor. Who knows? But don't beat yourself up to it to the point where you're like, it's 830 at night and you're like, oh my God, I can't eat that cookie because I didn't work out. No, just eat the damn cookie. Also, I have the tendency to to make myself feel so bad if I don't work out. And it's something that in the last 10 months since we've been into quarantine, I've really tried to work on because I needed to develop a healthier relationship with exercise. I was working myself out to the bone, but I wasn't. it wasn't doing any good for me, to be completely honest. I was just eating more and I was getting hurt and I was running through injuries that I shouldn't have, you know, ran or worked out through. And I've realized that it does absolutely zero good for me. And also, I've come to the terms that like I just need to wake up and feel grateful that I can literally move my body every day and put my feet on the ground and walk. And that's movement. And I've come to realize that like, listen, Olivia, you can move your body, be grateful, be thankful. Also, I know I said like 
don't force yourself to work out, but try and make a little bit of time. Like, I mean, like literally little to move, even if you don't want to. And when I say that, it's like literally walk to the mailbox. If you have a dog, go for, you know, a legit, a little walk or throw the ball with them in the yard or just like stretch. Do something to get the blood flowing. And then also take note of how you feel on the days that you are like moving and sweating and working out. I'm telling you, you're going to feel a hell of a lot different. But there are also now like so many options to work out from home. Like I, when you guys, when I tell you that when I found out I was like, I have to work out from home, I was like, yeah, right. Mm, Catch me not working out for six months. I was so close-minded to it. Like so close-minded to the point where I just didn't even work out. Like I just did nothing. I was like, this is stupid. When can I go back to Orange Theory? When can I go back to the gym? But then I was like, you're never really going to get to go back to a gym for a while. So you need to figure something out. And I was like, oh, fine. Okay. So actually my friend Kylie was like, you need to get the Peloton app. They were doing it for like free during quarantine and you had access to like all these different classes and I loved it. It was awesome. I did yoga. I did hit classes. They have like guided outdoor runs, guided outdoor walks. They literally have everything. And I, if you can't tell, I'm biased towards Peloton because ultimately I ended up getting the bike, even though I was never a spin person, but I'll get onto that. I'll get into that later. Also, there's like a lot of good workouts on YouTube. I did like these kickboxing workouts that I kid you not, I literally was dripping in sweat after them. And I was like, there's no way me working out on YouTube is going to be of any worthwhile. But I did it. Yeah. Also, Instagram lives from like big gyms like Rumble or Barry's or SoulCycle. Like there's so many of those, you know, bigger boutique fitness kind of things that are doing Instagram live classes. Also, another big thing is finding a time that works for you to work out. Coming from the girl who literally I could not start my day without working out first thing in the morning. And now I can't end the day without working out at night. So when I say that, it was a lot easier again pre-COVID to schedule a workout in the morning because I was going to Orange Theory and if I didn't go, I'd get charged $12 and yeah, I didn't really have the money for that. So I would just work out first thing in the morning. But then I came to realize, I was like, okay, Olivia, you go to like a nine o'clock class, you socialize with everybody, like classic me, like I have to talk to everyone. And by the time you get home, it's freaking 12 o'clock and you're just starting to do like the tasks you need to get done in the day. And I just, I couldn't, once I grasped that, I was like, I am wasting so much time. But I still love my Orange Theory peeps. I also kept getting so frustrated during quarantine that I couldn't get myself to work out in the morning. Like I got like thoroughly mad at myself. It took me a couple months to realize this, but I was like, Olivia, get a grip. Work out when you want to work out. Don't push yourself to do it first thing in the morning because you feel like you have to. And then I would just literally complain all day. Oh my God, I didn't work out. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. And then the evening would roll around and I just keep complaining. And then I'd try and work out and I'd be miserable the entire time. And I was like, that's stupid. I'm never doing it again. But as the sweaty blonde started to grow, I realized I need to get my work done when I'm most productive. And that's the morning. I get the most done from like nine to five. Literally, it sounds so crazy, but that's when I'm most productive. And so that meant I had to start working out at night. And I was not getting up at the ass crack of dawn to work out because no, I don't feel like it. And make an investment in your fitness and your exercise. Like 
listen, when I told my family I was getting the Peloton, they were like, you're going to pay that much for a, a stationary bike. Just go get one on Amazon for like $100. And I was like, no, you guys, it's so much more than that. It's the experience. It's the feeling of being in a class, whatever. Let me just tell you, I got everybody cycling shoes for Christmas and my dad rode the Peloton almost every day he was home. Okay, the next topic is having a social life. And now that I'm you know, thinking about this, it's not just having a social life, honestly, anymore. It's human interaction. And I say that because that has diminished over time since March. We've had to make so many adjustments in the ways that we interact with people and how we socialize, I guess you could say. Like, trust me, I haven't seen some of my friends in months. I was supposed to go to two weddings this fall. Both got moved to next year. I haven't seen my best friend from college in literally months, but we did it because it was the right thing to do. We had to be safe and we had to make sure that we were, you know, keeping the people we were with at home also safe. Pick up the phone and call your friends or FaceTime your friends and family. Just pick up the phone. We took for granted the face-to-face time that we had with people and we forgot that we could literally take our phones and call someone and talk to them or we can pick up our phones and we can FaceTime. Not that we didn't do it before, but sometimes you didn't really need to because you could just go hang out with your friends. Not anymore. Call your family that you really haven't seen. I have a big ass family. Let me tell you, we celebrate holidays like Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, and they're big. I have a, I have a big family at the end of the day and I didn't get to see them over Christmas or Thanksgiving or any holiday in the last 10 months. And it sucked. It sucked. I haven't seen my cousins in months, but again, goes back to being safe and taking the precautions so that hopefully in the next few months, we can have our big Easter bash and we can hang out and go out to family dinners and whatnot. Also, if you're at home with your family, make the most of family time. And listen, I love my family, but after we had been quarantined together for six months, we didn't want to see each other. We didn't want to look at each other. We didn't want to talk to each other. And I think that honestly, in hindsight, is because we've truly never spent that much time all together under the same roof for six months. You know, in high school, I was always playing sports. My brother was in school. My mom and dad were working. And then, you know, I went away to college and, you know, again, my parents were working. My brother was in school. Things were happening that we weren't in each other's presence 24-7. And you got to know a lot about your family when you spend 24-7 with them. I also want to emphasize that I really did value the time I got to spend with them. My dad and I were binge watching Outer Banks together for two days straight. On any given other year, that would have never happened. You couldn't catch my family dead playing a board game together. Like I would have, I would have laughed if you would have told me that my family would have sat around and played Monopoly on Thanksgiving. Like I would have laughed in your face. But this past Thanksgiving, what did we do? The four of us sat around, played Monopoly. Um, naturally, I went bankrupt. I literally only landed on the spaces where I owed my dad money. My brother won the game and ended up with $15,000. Like, whatever, I digress. But we laughed so hard and we had so much fun. And at, when it was over, I literally, I looked at them and I was like, you guys, I don't think I've, we've ever sat through a board game where we haven't thrown the board across the room or it's ended in a big blowout fight. And everyone was like, yeah, I guess you're right. And those times and those moments you have, cherish them, love them, embrace them, because God willing, when our world goes back to somewhat normal, we might not have those opportunities to be in each other's presence as much. And we're, we're gonna realize how much those times meant. So the next topic that I wanna talk about is the news and how we consume it. And 
and I love the news. Like, I'm a closet news junkie. I love it. But the news these days can be overwhelming. Like, honestly, overwhelming is not even the word I would use to describe it. There's not even a word I honestly could use to describe it other than the fact that it makes you feel it some way that is undescribable sometimes. And that being said, you do need to kind of stay informed with what's going on in the world and you need to find a time to educate yourself and take in the news how you see fit. So some things that I do, I use the New York Times app on my phone and I get headlines throughout the day and those are super helpful just to kind of keep me in the loop. But when it gets overwhelming, you guys, turn it off. Turn it off. Seriously, turn it off. During the quarantine, I was with my mom, who is a news junkie, and she is so proud of it. And I I applaud her for that because we had to watch the news or listen to the news 24-7. And we would all find ourselves, I kid you not, talking ourselves into these like crazy false realities and scaring ourselves when truly it wasn't necessary because we were all safe in our homes and and taking the right precautions. And yes, it is important to know what is going on, but you cannot let it consume you if you want to get anything accomplished. Literally. I find myself, if I get sucked into the news, I can sit there for hours. And, you know, some days are probably, there's going to be some more important things on the news that you need to pay attention to than others. But all I can say is that if you're feeling overwhelmed and you're feeling like it's putting a big impact on your everyday life, turn it off. Turn it off for a few days. After the election, I had to turn it off for a few days. I couldn't listen to the same thing over and over and over again. Nobody can. Also, I encourage you to find some social media accounts that share the news in ways you can relate. And the first person that I think of or the first account that comes to mind is Katie Couric. Not only is she like a big role model mentor, but she shares the news in ways that I've never seen other people share it, I guess you could say. She shares it so tastefully and she doesn't go too in depth, but she keeps you informed. And I suggest subscribing to her email that she sends out. So she sends out like you subscribe on her website, whatever. Every morning you get an email with nuggets of news that you need to know. And I read it and I go on with my day. But then there's accounts like The Daily Show. Trevor makes the news so funny in very tasteful ways. So funny that I'm peeing my pants laughing, but I also like am informed of what's going on. And also lastly, don't feel bad that you don't always know what's going on as well. Because if you don't need to know everything down to the minute, Literally, the news to these days changes every nanosecond. So sometimes you do need to block it out and unplug so you can focus your energy on the things that are important and the things that are right in front of you. Next topic, not just screen time, but knowing when you need to unplug. Our phones and our devices are like an appendage. They are a vital part of our lives. And most of us couldn't live without our phones. And that's okay. That's normal. We are living in 2021. That's to be expected. And that's because we can legit do anything possible on our phones. We can do everything. We could run a business on our phone. We can read the news on our phone. We can watch TV on our phone. We can play games. We can read. We can literally do everything. And I'm the biggest offender of mindlessly scrolling, like the biggest. And then I realized, oh my God, it's 1 a.m. and I'm still on TikTok. Like what? But you know what? Sometimes we all need it. And we get sucked into social media. And when I say sucked into social media, we've all been there. When you're just like scrolling and clicking and then before you know it, it's like you're on your friend's ex-boyfriend's aunt's Instagram looking at a picture of her dogs. Like, I'm sorry, how did I get here? Or you get wrapped up in a thread of tweets or you get emotionally invested in TikTok drama between 17-year-olds at me. I do it all the time. And especially at night. At night, I don't know about you guys, but I just find myself like my finger probably gets a better workout than I get on the Peloton sometimes. What I try and do, and I 
place the biggest emphasis on what I try and do is I try and always have like my Kindle next to my bed to read. I try to plug my phone in across the room at night, but I'm working on it. It's not going too well right now, but I'll report back. Also, this is something I actually do is like set timers that lock certain apps at specific times and like set a time limit. And I do that with my social media ones, but lately again, not going too well. And then on the latter half of that, you also again need to allow yourself that time to just freaking scroll. Take your mind off of something that might be bothering you, something that's stressing you out, and just scroll. Because if we don't allow ourselves to just mindlessly do that, then we're going to be like, oh my God, I didn't get to see this. I didn't get to do this. I didn't get to go on Instagram. I didn't see that on TikTok. And then I also say, allow yourself to unplug without feeling like you're going to miss something. I am the queen of FOMO. I have the biggest fear of missing out. But listen, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, TikTok, they're all going to be there in a few hours. They're going to be there tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And taking the time away from social media does good things for your head. Let me tell you. I went on a little social media, not social media, just a phone detox a little bit over the holidays because I was just way too sucked in and way too involved. And so I just like Olivia for a couple days, put my phone down and only checked it like if I really felt the need to. The last topic that I think is super important to help you find some sort of balance is letting go of perfection. Let go of it. I'm going to be honest. I'm a closet perfectionist. Like some people might not realize it because like how could somebody who's as unorganized as me be be a perfectionist? But I am. I don't like that I have to have things a certain way or that I can't let other people do it because it's not going to come out how I want or it's not going to be done how I want. It's something that I really, really, really dislike about myself and I'm trying to work on it, but it's it's hard. I'm not going to lie. It's freaking hard. And we need to start striving to be successful, not perfect. They are so different. What Why they're different is because people who want to be perfect plan. They like to plan to be perfect. Success does not have to be planned or happen the way you want to. Sometimes your biggest achievements and your biggest successes come from the mistakes or things that you didn't even mean to do. Look at me. I have a small business because I started tie-dyeing a couple sweatshirts with an Amazon kit. Did you think I planned to have this to happen? You think I planned to have a successful growing business? Absolutely not. But that's because I had no idea. I wasn't trying to do something or I wasn't trying to be something. I wasn't trying to make this, you know, like plan out this perfect business. If I would have done that, I would have not, I would have been done months ago. I would have been like, yep, all right, I can't do this. I would have burnt out. I would have burnt out. Also, constantly remind yourself that nothing these days is perfect. And we as humans need to embrace that. Because if you don't start embracing that every day isn't going to be what you want it to be, you're going to be left so defeated day in and day out. It is going to drain you like no other. And lastly, go with the flow. When it comes to work or when it came to school, I could never go with the flow, like literally ever. I was so rigid in my ways. But when it came to my life outside of school and outside of work, I fly by the seat of my pants. I'm like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah, let's go here. Let's do that. Let's try this. And I was always so confused. I was like, why am I like that? Why in school and in work, am I so like not flexible? And then when it comes to like life outside of that, I'm like freaking go with the flow all the time. Again, will I ever strike that balance? Probably not. 
But I've learned that life is just too freaking short to have every single second of your day, year, month, week, whatever it is planned. It really is because we don't know what every day is going to bring us, especially now. And I know I've, I know I've talked a lot about like how this world that we live in is so different, but it is. Our world has evolved and changed since previous years, and it has changed the way that we have to live our lives. Alrighty, guys, thank you to everybody for tuning in to episode two. I really do appreciate it. Um, again, make sure you just subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts. Follow us on social media and please leave a review about the podcast. It really does help us and leave some feedback. And also don't forget to check us out on our website. We just dropped some new things like a new hoodie and a new loungewear set. And don't forget guys, stay comfy, stay cozy and stay colorful and have an amazing day. 